The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Learn the language of spirit. This is The Intuitive Life with Laura Wooster. Hello, everyone. I'm Laura Worcester, and welcome to the Intuitive Life Podcast, where we walk together and support each other on the path to becoming more spiritually aware, enlightened, and inspired. Thank you all for listening today. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about something that came up in a recent conversation. And there's something that's coming up quite a bit, and it's, it's always a, a popular subject, especially in metaphysical and spiritual circles. But you know, soul purpose. Um, a lot of people ask me, like, am I am I following my soul's purpose? Am I doing the right thing? Am I going in the right direction? They're, and they just want confirmation that that they are heading in the right way, in the right in the with the right intentions as well. What I often will say to people is look for your passion, look for what you feel you enjoy doing. And some people, when they do this, they go, but I don't know what that is. I don't know what my passion is. (laughs) And they get so frustrated. Um, But I think sometimes when we talk about soul purpose or life purpose or passion, Um, Everybody thinks, or some people believe it's supposed to be something really big, something very visible, something that the whole world can see, um, something that is very tangible. Um, Not necessarily. Uh, I'm a really big believer in that everything that we do in our life, whether we do it privately or you know, on a bigger stage or a bigger platform where a lot of people can see it, um, then everything we do for our own growth, our own development, our own expansion of consciousness actually contributes to everybody. Um, because when you, if you really believe that we're all connected on the soul level, that we're all part of a greater consciousness, that, that us living this physical life really is just an illusion at the energetic level because we're just contained into these physical bodies but in in reality we're all connected to the same consciousness so whatever you end up doing in your life for your own development is going to help everybody and whether you see that in an obvious way in your life it it you know it, it comes down to it really doesn't matter it's nice to have that validation. I mean, people like, for example, I'm just going to use, you know, Oprah, like Oprah has had a huge impact on people's spiritual focus. Um, she has brought attention to a lot of different subject matters that people never really talked before on a, on a national or an international level in a very public way on, on media. And so it got people talking. So she kind of, in a way, you know, whether, whether you're a fan of Oprah or not, she really did elevate people's 
um, awareness of their own spirituality and how to look at it differently and to create conversation around that. Now, that's a very visible, very vis visible way of living a soul or life purpose. And her, her way is, was, it was supposed to be on a global scale of reaching out to people. But I do believe also that there are things that we do very privately that nobody will ever see on the human level, but on a soul level, it absolutely has impact. And it can have the same impact that Oprah has <laughs> on this physical world that we could have on the soul level for something we do privately. I was just involved in a conversation where someone had asked, you know, if she said that her passion is reading and learning. And she was wondering if that was her life purpose. Very possibly, yes, it could be. And her adding that awareness, that conscious awareness for herself, um, I believe on the soul level will go to everybody at some point. So knowing that something you that you feel passionate about, that you feel that you want to learn about, uh, doesn't have to be visible. And I trust that a lot of times when I say, okay, this is, I feel like I'm doing this for myself, but it really isn't. Also, I've also found too that some things that we are quietly passionate about, eventually we find that it's part of a bigger puzzle and it's just not that obvious, right? It becomes part of our life purpose. Um, for a long time, I, I photographed people. Uh, over 20 years, I photographed people and um, some of their happiest days and uh, celebrations and, and uh, things like that. And I was, I was sort of a photojournalist uh, capturing those moments and being among people, being among, among families and, and community and photographing those moments um, and being a part of that temporarily um, and capturing it for, for the future, for people to look back on through photographs. And, you know, thinking about that now, I, you know, at the time that I started it, I wasn't a medium, or at least I didn't know I was at the time, but that whole thing about having to be at the right place at the right time and being, you know, the right place to take the photograph that is going to have a huge emotional impact on people. It took my intuition um, having to tune. And I didn't know I was doing it at the time. I just thought I kind of knew where I needed to be. Uh, but it meant, you know, once I look back, it really was an intuitive sense about where I should be next to frame up the photo that, that, somewhat, that would really move someone to bring them back to that time where they were very happy and had that connection with their loved ones. And you can see where this is going. Now, looking forward, I eventually, as I grew intuitively and other, I had other experiences I kind of felt intuitive, intuitively led to, um, now I'm, I'm no longer doing that on a, on a larger scale. I'm doing that quietly for, for um, friends and colleagues, but um, I'm no longer doing photography in that in a bigger scale. But with mediumship, I'm still connecting people. It's connecting people to memories, um, to remind people of what's important. And that, and that, that I'm recognizing that's my part of it. So it's not through photographs anymore. It's actually connecting them with their loved ones in spirit. And hopefully for also for people who are still here on the physical world to help connect them with their spirit and their soul. So I don't want you to think that, you know, if you're doing something right now and you're wondering, I feel like I really enjoy this. I love doing this work, but am I really making an impact on the world? Just recognize that very possibly what you're experiencing today 
on a smaller scale or does it, which doesn't seem to have a, maybe you don't not even sure where the next step is, that it could be a part of the bigger puzzle that takes you to a, a, a bigger expression or a different expression of your soul purpose or your life purpose. And I really believe passion is part of our intuition, passion that, you know, we, we just like, I really love reading about history, or I really love reading about this or um, whatever that may be. It could be that, you know, art, or it could be, um, I know someone who is absolutely adores, like they just love, love, love exploring historic places. And I just feel like on a soul level, that somewhere all this knowledge that they're gathering as they explore all these historical places, I feel like that's they're going to do something with that, but they, the opportunity isn't quite ripe yet. It's like being at the train stop, knowing a train is coming, but you're not sure exactly when or what direction it's going in, but you know it's coming, right? So, <laughs> so trust those things that, that feel like, like a tug from your soul and your heart and that capture your imagination. And, it, and I, like I said, it could, it may seem like there's, it doesn't have an impact on other people yet, but it very well could at some point, whether it be in this lifetime, maybe a decade down the road, a couple of years, months, whatever, however amount of time it takes, or it could be on a soul level that you're contributing to the greater consciousness. So as many of you listening may, may know, we, this is not our only existence in the physical world. So I wanted to take that, take that moment to bring that to you all, because I read this uh, quote today from Robert Holden, which kind of brought it exactly, I knew I was what I wanted to talk about today. And when I saw this from him, I knew exactly I was on the right path with this. And this quote is, you don't have a purpose separate from others. You have a shared purpose with all of creation. So when you think of it that way, um, it does, it takes the pressure off a little bit, doesn't it? So, so many people feel like they have to do something that, that the whole world sees, or, you know, it's like they're looking for validation, but you don't need that validation at the soul level because it's, it's seen and it's acknowledged and it makes a difference. It makes an impact. Another thing too, uh, so I was in another discussion about spirituality and someone brought up the subject of, of ego, you know, and, and, and one of the people attending said, ego has no place in spirituality. And, and I agree. I agree to a certain extent. It's not, it's not the purpose of spirituality. And if spirit serves our, our ego, it's not, it's not spirituality. It's not a soul focus, but I do believe that we sort of have to, you know, the wrangling that we do with our ego is actually part of the spiritual path. I know people struggle with that. They go, oh my gosh, that's ego. We can't, we can't go that direction. But if you look, if you look at ego with open eyes and see it more as a barometer about where you are on your spiritual path, it can help you so much with the discernment of of that validation that you're heading in the right direction. So what I mean by that is, you know, we all have to have some kind of an ego, otherwise you end up being taken advantage of from people or you, you end up in situations that may not be for the healthiest for you. 
And that I do believe the ego, you know, a healthy adult ego is very important. However, when ego gets sort of out of out of whack, that's what leads us off the spiritual path. So when we start having, you know, fear of what people are going to think about us, that's our ego screaming for validation and acceptance. If we are trying to help somebody for the sake of the attention, that's the, uh, you know, that's a level of ego that's not coming from a spiritual aspect of, of our souls. But the good thing is, is that when these things happen in our life, or, you know, if you have that experience, or you, or if you have that self-awareness that this is happening, that is spiritual growth right there. Because once you, once you have the discernment of, of seeing it happening and, and aware when you're doing it, that's, that's growth. It, it's, it's getting a different perspective that we are all connected that what we do for the greater good, or what we do um, for the greater good is good, good for your soul as well. And that barometer of ego, if, if we're really honest with ourselves, we make different choices in our life and the way we react to each other. I think if we can do that, it really helps us to grow. And so what I will often do, and I've learned to do over the last several years, is just taking stock at the end of the day how could I have, how could I have done, what, what could I have done differently today? Not just in my work, but just in my relationships. You know, what, what could I have done better? What could I have, where, where was I not really operating from a soul-based level, from a soul awareness level and more of an ego level? I think the more we become, the more connected to our soul and our consciousness, the more aware we can be of that. And that's how we grow. So ego is not bad. It's a barometer. So, <laughs> um, and I agree, it doesn't really have a place in spirituality other than the fact that it is, it is a tool to keep us on track. And it, I'm going to sort of paraphrase something that my friend Joe Sheila said that, um, you know, these are things, these are life's, uh, what's the words he used? Life's um, guardrails, life's guardrails. You know, it keeps us on track, recognizing when we're having a human moment and getting back onto a more conscious and compassionate path. So I hope I hope this is hopefully a message, maybe a confirmation or a validation, maybe something you're you've been having thoughts about. And if if you're hearing this at this moment, maybe and it just rings true to you about something you've been concerned about or considering or having conversations about, maybe this is you know the synchronicity that you needed. I would like to go and ask some questions or have look at the questions that um, attendees here in the podcast. Let me just see here. Hold on one moment. So first of all, let's go to Kyle. Let's see. So Kyle was wondering what the energy around me moving into a different classroom at my school is. I'd like to move into three or four or four or five year old room. Okay, Kyle, I'm going to bring you up. Okay, so we can chat. Hi. Oh, sounds like you're at work. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. I'm at home with my kids, so I have my headphones on. Very good. <laughs> they don't have they don't have school today, and they are like off the chain. Oh, <laughs> it's a rainy day if you're where I. You know, oh yeah, it is. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So I have my little. I have my bows, and hopefully you can't hear them. I have like my noise headphones on. 
Ah, no worries, no worries. Okay, so you want to you want to move into a different classroom at the school that you're yeah, working. Yeah, I do. Right now I'm in the two year old room, and I'm hoping to move up. I know it might not happen this year, but I'm hoping maybe next year. Yeah. Okay, let me look at that for you. We'll take a peek. Um, but you're still kind of enjoying the two year olds, yeah, to a certain. Extent. I do. I do. It's just I want to move into. Um, it's a. Uh, it's a lot of work. We have to change diapers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. I remember. Hello. Oh, sorry. And then okay. when you get up, no, sorry. Okay. Uh, so when you get up to like, if I, I would like to, and I'm, do, I'm doing like a, just like an online certificate program. And um, I'm hoping to do like the preschool or pre-K. Very good. Awesome. I do see this. It's interesting that you just said that you're doing an online um educational piece to this because I, I was seeing something here that would help to sort of cement that you know wish to go into some you know to a different room uh with different age group so I see that's working in your favor so wonderful wonderful I think you are going to end up moving into a different you're going to go into a different age group um yeah it looks really good um have you worked with uh children with special needs or um, so that's so funny that you say that. So my son actually has special needs. Okay. Um, he's a ADHD and on the autism spectrum. He has a lot of like sensory things. Yes. So I've kind of learned a lot through him and I try to take what I've learned and kind of use it in the classroom with, cause we have a lot of two-year-olds, just, you know, just in general yes. and they have some sensory stuff. So I'm trying to use that Wonderful. for them. Fantastic. And that's what I'm seeing here is that I'm seeing your knowledge of, of that connection and, and being able to communicate and to get your point across to children who may just sense the world very differently, right? So wonderful. Yeah, fantastic. Very good. I don't know if it'll be this year, but it feels like it's coming up fairly quickly. So if it's not, if it's not this year, it'll be next year, but it's it's soon. It's very soon. Awesome. Right? It, and that's, <laughs> so I think you're on the right track. <laughs> Yay. Next year makes more sense. And I think we're pretty full right now. Yeah. Unless someone yeah. retires. So, well, thank you so much. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. We'll, uh, keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. <laughs> what I love about Kyle's question is that, you know, she's, she's already working in something that she loves which is fantastic. There is, you know, she's feeling passionate about maybe working with a different age group. And so she's just working towards that. So that's that. And just like what I said before, life purpose, um, soul purpose, she's, she's a teacher and she's a guide. And um, the other thing too, I was, I was um, picking up around you, Kyle, I know I'm not, I don't have you on the phone anymore. I see you going beyond the traditional classroom at some point, there's a, or there's a potential of that. I got to be careful. I, gotta, I should probably say that. Um, I'm not a fortune teller by any, by any stretch of the imagination, okay? <laughs> um, I just, when I do intuitive readings, it's more about seeing what is in the, uh, the strongest potential at this moment based on the, the choices you've made so far up to this point. And those things can change. If you, if you make a different choice, those, those, those percentages of probability will shift. Um, so, so what I'm seeing in the, the percentage of probability today is that there's a very good chance that Kyle will have an opportunity to open up that she's been hoping to, to um, be a part of soon and probably next year. Um, but the, the cool thing is that the other thing too that I was picking up, um, I want to get back to that was 
the potential of guiding people outside a traditional classroom and being part, it feels like community and working with parents potentially. So I don't know if you are already helping other parents who are just beginning this journey of working with um, sensory different children, um, or if there will be an opportunity. I'm not saying to go look for this. I feel like it's already in your energy, which means to me that you don't necessarily have to go searching for this opportunity, that it's already on its way to you, or it's already in your in your, uh, um, it's already in your experience. So I would just see how this goes, Kyle, just see how this unfolds and see how uh, these opportunities come to you where you might be uh, helping other families in a very, in a sort of an organized way. Um, so when I see, when I feel an organized sense around an opportunity, it, you know, there can be the things where you sort of meet someone at the, um, you know, walking your dog at the dog park and you find out you have similar children with similar focuses um, and you have a conversation with them. That's one way to help people. Um, but then there's also where you kind of get asked to be a part of a group um, or some kind of an organization to um, help with that process with other families. So I'm, I'm leaning more towards the more organized potential here. So um, and like I said, it, it's not something you have to search out or look for. Um, it most likely will be, is already on its way to you. Um, I feel like most likely you will be working in a different age group in your classroom before that other opportunity. So that guidance opportunity will likely follow that. And I don't know if it's exactly related to one to the other either. So I know it don't mean to sound so vague, but you know, just keep your eyes open for that. Uh, it should be very interesting what comes from that. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Gretchen just messaged me. She says, I would like to thank you for the reading last month during the podcast. I wanted to let you know that everything you said has come to fruition. Gosh, that's wonderful. Fantastic. Thanks, Gretchen. Thanks for validating that. And that's kind of, you know, just like I said before, some of these things that came to fruition um, that I mentioned last month in the her reading, I don't remember reading you. <laughs> so much has happened in the last month. But and I, I just want to say, like, whatever came to fruition probably was already on her way to her. Uh, it was on its way to her. So I was just sort of reading the map. Okay, so I don't predict anything. It's just the high probability of what's happening. That's what intuitive readings are for me. A lot of, uh, a lot of emails I'm getting lately, and thank you for everybody for the emails when you send them with questions and things. I appreciate that. A lot of uh, people wondering what's next. And trying to maneuver their way through life at the moment because um, a, lot, a lot of changes have happened to them um, and foundational changes you know and of course the nature of life things are always changing I get that but there's a lot of foundational changings happening for people um, you know work the way we work change has changed over the last couple of years the way we interact with others has changed um, and people's focus has changed on such a grand scale it was such a these, tend, these things tend to happen more gradually, but because of um, situations that have happened over the last couple of years, this has all happened at a very quick pace and a much grander scale. So <laughs> a lot of people looking for, for guidance and where to go next. Um, ultimately, I have to say, we're all gonna be all right, okay? I think people get so nervous because change is very scary and I get it. 
I, I'm a Cancerian. I don't know if that's a Cancerian trait, but I feel like it is. <laughs> I don't like change myself. I like to know what's coming. <laughs> so, um, but ulti- you know, ultimately I know that we're all going to be all right. It's okay to embrace change and to look at things differently and to approach things in a very different way. My sense here as time goes on, as I've talked to many people over the past few months in intuitive readings, private intuitive readings, that a lot of the foundations of what we're used to, the way things, whether the education, healthcare, work, community, um, all these things, they're at the, it seems like it's happening all at once. It's all changing and we're not going back to where we were. And I know that's not scary, but there's so much opportunity in that as well because there were things that weren't working. And so, but the thing is I've noticed too, is sometimes when things aren't working, they start to fall apart. They tend to get a little worse before they get better as we maneuver through solutions, other paths and other routes to to get things done. So have faith in that, okay? Just have faith. I know a lot of this can actually help us to fire some of us up, the people who can create change. And for some of us, we don't, we're not in that position to do that, but it, we have to look at our own lives and see how we can do things differently, where we may have had a plan. We all have plans. We all have plans of how we want life to go and we, how we think it might go. And then we realize, oh, you know, what's, what's, the, what's, the, um, what's the saying? Make plans and God laughs. <laughs> this couldn't be more truer now. But What's really cool about this is when we start to look at things in a different way and say, you know what, this isn't the only possibility. There's other, there's maybe a different way we can approach this. And it may end up being better than you could possibly imagine. And I know I've seen that in my own life too, where I thought I wanted to go a certain direction and I kept getting pulled in the other direction. And, um, and I'll use, you know, use my, I'll go back to what I was doing before my previous career. I mean, I thought this is what I wanted to do. You know, this is, this is great. I love it. It's a very creative, creative work and everything. But, but uh, when spirit started talking to me, I, I, it forced me to step back and really take stock about, okay, what's important in life um, and what is this all about? And so I had to gradually let go of that old, that old way, the old path that I was thinking about that I was so focused on for so many years and working really hard. Um, and recognizing it's okay to let go of that because there's something else here um, that even at the at the very least it it felt like I was just trying to figure stuff out. I was just trying to figure stuff out. That's all I was doing, and it didn't seem to ha- there wasn't a path yet in front of me. I couldn't figure out where it was going. <laughs> I still don't know where it's going some days, but you know what? Um, when I kind of let go of the wheel a little bit. It's unbelievable what can happen when you do that because other other opportunities sort of become, you become more aware of other things that might catch your attention. That's how intuition works. You know, it's like, okay, if I, if I stop staring at this one door because I want this one door to open, all of a sudden you look around and it's like, wait, there's a whole other path here and there's all these other doors and oh my goodness, there's people here to help me with this and help me to guide my way. So, so trust when you're kind of being led just a wee bit off your path. And if you don't fight it so much, trying to fight back onto that path and take a breath and take a look around 
you've got so much more hope than you realize. And there's so much more open to you than you realize. And you may just walk, you know, walk into a, a relationship or a friendship or a new work or a new profession, whatever it may be, a new passion that you never thought you'd actually even be a part of just because you stopped and let go of, of fighting so hard to get in the door that you thought you wanted or down the, the career path you definitely thought you wanted. And then you find you're okay to let that go. And, and then you grow in ways that could help so many, so many more people and to really give back to the world in a way that you wouldn't have been able to otherwise. That's my personal experience. All right. I will leave you with that as we end this podcast. I have some more guests coming up. So stay tuned for the next few guests. If, as always, if you would like to get receive an invitation for the live podcast recording, just email me through my website at laurelworcester.com and I will make sure you get an invitation a few days beforehand so that you can be a part of the live, the live broadcast and maybe get a reading already. Well, have a wonderful week, everybody. And thank you for tuning in. Take care. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.